Welcome to our first ever show of Fastball Fever. Um, I'm the host, Christian Carruthers, and to my left is... I Ben. I am Ben. I am a co-host. Not I might not be here the whole time, but I will be here in most episodes. Yes. Um, so, what, it's, uh, throughout the show, we will um, talk about players that we think are really hot right now. Um, the league leaders at the moment uh, of all the stats. Um, the We will go through some teams that we think could be better and some teams that we think are killing it. And then we will then talk about the NBA playoffs, the NHL playoffs, and other stuff like that. And so, yeah, let's get into it. All right, first off is our... Um, Players that we think are on fire right now. Emphasis on right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, first off, I'm going to start it with Ronald Acuna Jr., who has been explosive recently. He is currently doing really well, and I think at the very minimum... He could end this season at the bare minimum of a 30-30 season. Um, he currently is tied for fourth in batting average. Um, he's also he's in third for hits. He's uh, and he's in second for stolen bases. I think he has a really good shot of have of winning the MVP. And he's this is a season where so far he's showing us just who the hell he is cuz i and he's erasing every every even slimmer of doubt about him after the t- after the Braves won the World Series while he was injured he is erasing every sliver of doubt that they don't need him cuz he is on fire right now and there's no, and as i'm saying he's I don't see what's stopping him from unless well the only thing that I see stopping him from getting a 40-40 season is he might need to hire up his um home runs but other than that he's I don't see any problems with how he's performing and uh yeah it's he's just showing us just who the hell he is he's performing at a level that he hasn't performed at yet in his career but it's a level that we all know that he could reach he is he's tearing it up for the Braves and there's really no other way to put it any notes no not really I'd be like he could last year home run derby with only eight home runs nothing really to show for it after coming back but this year he is doing way better yeah, as I said, at the bare minimum, he gets a 30-30 season. He is. He's, he's performing at MVP caliber stuff. He is fast. He is one of the fastest. Okay. For mine, I am going with the one, the one, the only, Juan Soto. He played for Dominican Republic this year. You might be thinking, he's not doing well. He's hitting two sixty one, but he is doing well. Just because his average isn't up doesn't mean he's not doing well. This is Juan Soto. Juan Soto is a, de- is a t- kid that has more walks than strikeouts. 50 walks, 49 strikeouts in in this year. He is hitting over 900 with a 928 OPS, and he is hitting, hitting it out with 10 home runs. He's not very fast, as we all know. He is maybe one of the worst 
corner outfielders. Not one, not the worst, but one of the worst. Mm. Only with five stolen bases. But he is walking. He is staying consistent up there. He's like, everybody's thinking, oh, since he's come to Padres, since he's come to the Padres, he's like absolutely garbage. He can't hit in San Diego, but he is hitting. In the last... In the last seven games, he's hitting three sixty eight with an OPS over 1,000. That's not, like, a normal thing for Soto. I mean, like, he did get stolen of the MVP in 2021, Bryce Harper. And, I mean, like, he was then only hitting nine ninety nine OPS. He is hitting over 1,000 in his past few games. So he's really going on a tear wearing that 21. He is the Juan Soto we saw in 2019. And I think if he keeps this up, he will be one of the finalists for a MVP in the future years. Yeah, and the problems that he was having with his average was just he was still having problems just adjusting to the pitch clock. He had a, a ridiculously long windup and routine that he could that he was not doing well hitting without. But now he started to get his act together, and he went from in the one eighties to now he's in the two sixties. In probably about a month. That's crazy good. And back to Ronald Cunha Jr. He's getting a hit one third of the time. He has an average of three thirty three, mm-hmm. and he also has a ridiculous amount of steals. He's at twenty two, second to only Estuary Ruiz with twenty seven. But twenty seven is just stupid considering we've only had fifty two games. In this season, Ruiz so is far. on pace to be like real. Honestly, if he kept doing this, he'd be definitely the second in steals for the Oakland A's. If he, if they, if Billy Bean did not trade him away, which he very well possibly could. Yeah, and uh, Ronald Acuna Jr. Also, he's he has a total of seventy hits right now, which is in third place, but. He's not far behind both first and second because first is Bo Bichette with 78 and Freddie Freeman with 72 for second. So both of these players are doing really well. And I think we have some really good players that if they keep it up throughout the season, if they stay consistent, they both have a chance of winning some really big awards later on in the season. Mm-hmm. You're right. I mean, I... This is one of the best. These are the best forms of these players right now, and if we see this, they are definitely in the Hall of Fame on first place votes. Okay, so at league leaders, where should we start? Should we start with average? Uh, I think we should start with the batting leaders. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so for batting average, we we have at number one Luis Arise by forty. Yeah. Percent. He's behind Boba Shed, who's hitting three thirty eight. Still very good, but. Yeah, Luis Arise is an absolute beast. I yeah, Luis Arise is hitting three seventy six, fifty two games into the season. That is crazy stupid. Um, and Bo Bichette is way far behind with three thirty eight. Luis Arise has been leading in batting average for the past I don't even know how many weeks. He's, I think he's just been on top the whole time. I and mean, like, yeah. even last year, his first All Star game, he was. He was basically selected because all he could do is hit singles and could get on base super easily if you needed a single. And no. Um, also, with his cycle, I mean, like, he is on a tear. First cycle of Marlins history. On, like, even, it, like, it's not common 
to see somebody like in a month to two months into the season with an OP with an average over three fifty, and it's like it's a little commoner to see that in like the winter within the first month, but after the first month, it just gets crazy. Yeah, and uh, moving on to home runs, we have Pete Alonso, who has been on top, like, pretty much the whole time, except for, like, the first week or so. He's had a total of 20 home runs, once again, 50 games into the season, just a a few 10 games over uh, a quarter of the way through the season, and he has 20 home runs. I mean, like, that's Aaron Judge at this point had... I don't know, like, 20? The same? Maybe? Yeah, around that. I feel like the only reason Aaron Judge didn't get more than 62 is after he hit 30, he just hit one every, like, every so often. He didn't hit one every. Yeah, other. and also, and, and especially with Aaron yeah. Judge uh, last season, he uh, was, once he hit, like, 60, it took him forever to get 61 oh, and exactly. 62. He just, like, knew. It was, like, that storybook ending, bam. Yeah, like on, off at, the trashiest pitcher, pitcher on the Texas Rangers. Yeah. Um but, uh, spe- uh, speaking of Aaron Judge, he's currently in 5th for home runs with, yeah, with 15. 15. But like in in second place, I mean, we have two sluggers, Max Muncy and Jorge Soler, which other than leading like the league like in I don't even know with the Royals in like two, like 2015 or something in home runs with 40, he has not done much except win MVP with the World Series. Yeah, he uh, he really performed in the postseason for the Braves two years ago. Now he's and now he's on top of his a uh, brave Matt Olson in fourth place with sixteen. Yeah, I know. Alright, moving on to RBIs, we have Adolis Garcia with forty nine Right. Very slimly in the lead over Jordan Alvarez, who has 48. And also, Pete Alonso, 20 home <laughs> runs course. does equal RBIs. He has 46. That's at least 20. 20 of those RBIs are at least in from his home runs. Yeah, 20 of those RBIs are self-driven for Pete Alonso, which is... And probably Just, the rest of them are probably from the other uh, pit, Yeah, and, and so I'm probably willing to bet that probably... Three quarters or so of his RBIs are from his um moonshots. <laughs> yep, um, and where he drew, he, where he is driven both himself and other players in, um, with so yeah, it, but still, Adolis Garcia on top of forty nine RBIs, um, and then. We move on to hits, where I've already this gets where, where I've gotten into it a little bit with uh, Bo Bichette and Freddie Freeman, seventy eight and seventy two, and then uh, my guy Ronald Acuna Jr. in third. Well, surprisingly, Luis Arise not on top with hits, even though he has a three, th- like three seventy eight or average yeah. with sixty eight hits. Still very good, but yeah, he's in uh, fourth place for hits, but that's. Mama, Still sorry. really good. <laughs> sorry. Um, and now moving on to stolen bases. Oh, we already talked about this. Yeah, we we talked we alluded to this a little bit, but Esteri Ruiz putting up crazy um, amount of steals. Who gave this man steroids for his legs? Exactly. Um, and then we have honestly me being a Pirates yeah. fan, I'm kind of happy that Ji Hwan Bay is uh, in fourth with 15. <laughs> um and, and then like Franco on 18 he hasn't not he hasn't played a full season yet with all of his injuries so it's good to see him play a month without being injured he's kind of like Byron Buxton of 
day at least. Yep. All right, moving on to the pitching leaders with uh, Shane McClanahan leading wins uh, with eight. Not far behind is Joe Ryan and Zach Eflin with seven. And then then there's a ton of people with six. Yeah, kind of too early to tell if who's yeah who's gonna who's gonna take away in that uh, wins category. I think ERA is kind of speaks for itself. The ERA, Sonny Gray leading with an ERA of under one eighty two. That is him. stupid good. Right behind him is Shane McCallahan. He's of having course. a very good season. One. 1.97 ERA, just under 2. And then the surpriser is Elder from the Braves with a 2.01 ERA. The rookie is showing himself. And then Rodriguez from the Tigers, after being injured, I think, close to whole last season, he is putting up amazing numbers at 2.13 ERA. Like, it just keeps going down. We have amazing pitchers. We have, like, there are 17 pitchers in the MLB with an ERA under 3. Yeah. That's not that is good. What Shohei Otani, uh, Josiah Gray, Garrett Cole, Christian Javier, Spencer Strider, Mitch Keller is right outside at twenty with three point oh one. Yeah, <laughs> M- M- Mitch Keller. He had a uh, rough game against the Mariners, where it was it was a really high scoring game. The Pirates won eleven to six, but there was a lot of home runs, so that prop that was that that harmed him a little bit. But he he's fine. He's still a great pitcher, and I am a hundred percent sure that he is going to make his first all star game this season. Yeah, all, another all star game. Could be is Josiah Gray. Last year he had an ERA high forties, low five, high four, low five, ERA of two point seven seven, tied with the surprise man steal from the Cubs, two point two point seven seven ERA. He's been amazing, and there are just so many names on here that deserve an All Star vote. And then, uh, so for saves, we have Emmanuel Classe, of course, leading with seventeen. Uh, second place is decently far behind. Camilla Yeah, with um, three behind, and then in third place we it's a tie for uh, Felix Batista and Josh Hader, um, out of the Orioles and the Padres, which are and two, then, which is my the Orioles are my fourth favorite team, and Padres is my second. And here, and the surpriser, Edwin D is not here, but his brother is number five on the list and saves with twelve. Before the season started, his brother, I forgot his first name, but Diaz wanted, he quoted, I want a better walk-up song than my brother. I don't think Timmy Trumpet, you, I don't think you can find anything better yeah. than that. And then we go to strikeouts. Oh, God, no. Holy crap, Spencer Strider needs to chill. He's throwing cheese, gas, whatever you want to call it. He's just throwing it. He With wild, 106 man. strikeouts, 52 games into the season. That is crazy stupid good. And second place is Shohei Otani, who is 16 strikeouts behind. 90. Spencer Strider needs to chill. He is wild thing. He is mad up there. He is angry, and he is showing it. Mitch Keller's the fourth. I, didn't know. I know, and Mitch Keller um, is fourth there with 85, and right trailing not far behind Kevin Gosman with 89. But still, Spencer Strider, holy crap, needs to chill, needs to get some aim. The Braves need those wins. It's a hard at least other than the Nats. True. No offense to my Nats. But... 
yet. True, but the thing is, he's just... He's being too much of an angry beast out there. He's not an angry beast. He just likes striking people out. It's a I satisfying know. feeling. I know. I me being a pitcher sometimes is. I know that, but still, having a hundred and six wow. strikeouts, a little less than halfway into no, a little less than um, oh, I a quarter into the season. Uh, yeah, a little less than uh. A little over a quarter into the season, that's that's just crazy. I mean, like, if you can throw 100 miles per hour consistently, why don't you? There's no reason to throw 90 poof if you can throw 100. True. But also, once we get closer to the All-Star game, we will be sharing with you our All-Star votes. Yep. And, and, and to my nat, Mackenzie Gore, 15th place to 74. Lance Lynn right behind him. All right, and uh, for quality starts, it's way too early to tell yeah. because for most pitchers, every star, oh, most pitchers on this list, every start is a quality start. So we just, it's too early to tell, and uh, we're waiting for somebody to really tear away from the pack. Here's an interesting one: opponents' batting average against these pitchers. Shohei Otani, the Japanese kid, one nine one fifty five against him. Spencer Strider. Just after, they're in third place with 178. Spencer Strider, I think, is one of the best pitchers in the game right now. He should be an all-star if he keeps this up. All right. Um, and then we're moving on to some teams that we think uh, we could give some maybe feedback on or we're just <laughs> a, or we're just going to take a second to applaud them. We might rip some hearts out. Yeah. Um, so Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, yeah, just... Lowest, one of the lowest payrolls in baseball, and they're just absolutely blowing by. Yeah, and, uh, after a semi-rough start, the, uh, Dodgers are starting to pull it together. They've gotten some of their, uh, guys really going, and that's helped them out. Another, two, some, uh, definitely some surprises. The Diamondbacks, the worst team, I think, no, the fourth worst team in the NL West last year, they are in second, thirty and twenty-three, with over five hundred. The Pirates are five hundred, but that that NL Central is very close. Nobody's really dipping hard. All right, uh, I'm just gonna jump straight to uh, last, in my opinion, because because uh, there's a lot of teams that deserve Billy applause. Bean. Billy Bean, Billy Bean. No, I, I. What the Oakland A's are not the last? They're playing no, T-ball. No, that's what, that's what I'm, I'm about to say. The Oakland A's, they have ten wins. <laughs> You're horrible. Get your crap together. I don't They're care. Twenty percenting is under two hundred. Yeah, I don't care. Get your crap together, cause I you need to stop focusing on your new stadium and actually start <laughs> focusing on oh. on uh productivity. Speaking of their new stadium, a deal with Las Vegas. The stadium will cost three hundred and eighty million dollars in Vegas. They, I think, I don't know what they're gonna do with their AAA, who's already there. But in their past ten games, they have not won a single game. They are zero and ten in their past ten. Yeah, that, that is bad. Yeah, they have a losing streak of eleven. They suck. Who is their star player? I don't know. Maybe Ruiz, just because of steals. But you can't win bases games on steals. I mean, like, Ruiz, teach everybody else to steal. You can try. You're not going to win. Yeah. But shout out. I mean, they are the only honest, team that's honestly doing super badly. Honestly, I just need to take a moment 
to say how sorry I feel for the city of Oakland. Moment of silence. And and how much they must hate Las Vegas. Because at this point, Oakland's teams have all flocked to Las Vegas between the Raiders moving there and then... The now the A's are gonna be moving there. I mean, like, the, the Las Vegas is one of the most populated cities that isn't in California, so I feel like it's very very fitting for teams to move there. True, but it's just like I I, I feel so bad for them. But like they're not no other team is playing this badly. The Royals are just behind them at sixteen and thirty eight. But at least they're playing real baseball in their past set ten games. They've won three of them. That's better I'm, I'm not i'm not saying that's good it's better but but the royals they they also need to just get their crowd together because yeah they, they are not i mean like they have star i players. i wish, they I wish. star power yeah i would jr Vinny. don't don't i'm not gonna say his last name to offend anybody don't know how to pronounce it but in it's just like the royals they just and the royals and the a's they need to get their crap together i wish i could phrase it differently but there really is no other way to phrase it okay i'm gonna talk about my nats 23 and 30. They are they officially can't be worse than their 2019 season at the beginning of 19 and 31. They are they're in the bottom of the NL East, but that is a very hard division. I would say as a Nats fan, they would be very good. They would maybe be better than the Phillies who are 25 and 28. They would be better than the Phillies if they were consistent. They're not very consistent. They can go from having 10 game 10 runs in a game to having one. They just, like, there's no in but They can't hit in between. It's just one or the other. Yep. I'm going to uh, go to my Pirates, who at one point in the season... We're leading. ...had the second best record in the entire MLB. And, was, and we're close to sweeping the Astros. But now we are literally at... 500. You're only a half a game, but one and a half games behind the Brewers. Yeah, well, because our, our division sucks again. It's like, just... And well, I find it... Fun. Same thing with, like, the NL East. Like, I think, like, maybe two years ago... Two years ago when the Braves won, there was really... There was no... Nobody had won 100 games. It was the most mediocre division in baseball, and now they're one of the best. And now that title goes to the NL Central, most mediocre... Yeah, team. but um, so with 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 my pirates, the only problem with us is the um, the our our owner our owner oh yeah just d- doesn't care about the success of the team. He just cares about money, putting money, 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 yeah money, money, money. yeah. Well, because here's the thing, I wish I could say that this is wrong, but they signed Andrew McCutcheon. To a ba- only to a one-year deal. Only to a one-year deal just to bring Pittsburgh fans back just because they want to play on their hearts to make money. Exactly. It's. I wish I could say that like that's wrong. I, I wish I could say that that's wrong, but he doesn't... Our owner doesn't care about the success of the team. And the, the Nats are trying to sell to the Leonard family, not doing very well in sales. I mean, like, this is washing. There are so many stories that... I mean, like, the Washington Commanders, I know it's a little off-topic, but worst owner ever, Dan Snyder. I mean, like, there are so many of those in the MLB, but just, like, so much lower. But, yeah, it's just the Pirates, In they also started uh, signing these um, veterans who are out of their prime, 
Um, Carlos Santana, G-Man Choi, those... G- Carlos Santana's and G-Man Choi have been doing decently. That's what the Nats do all the time. They yeah. sign one-year deals and but, let them go. But here's the thing. So, Carlos Santana, props to him. He's been doing pretty well. But G-Man Choi, he... He he, he he has to go back to the race. And he, the he, Tampa Bay was where he was at. Yeah, um, but it's just... And there's... And the reason that they're signing these guys is because the owner... Um, and we'll use these players and to get fans to think, oh, I remember these, these guys, they, they were actually pretty good. The pirates might actually do well. So they go to the stadium and what do they see? The Hell pirates, no. the pirates, mm, I'm trying Hell to, the, and yeah, the pirates <laughs> just, just mess everything up. Well, that's like, that's and, what some teams do. And then same thing. And then with Andrew McCutcheon, they, Sign him to a one-year deal, cause then everybody in Pittsburgh will feel happy again. And yay, Cutch it, cut, is back. Yay, maybe we'll go to and see a game. And so then the owner makes money, which seems to be all he cares about, cause he's not doing anything to try and help the team. Mm-hmm. I, all right, I'm just gonna Christian just stop talking. You are getting very mad right now. Yeah, I'm going well, to. Uh, here, let me take it for a second. I, I'm gonna I'm yeah. gonna take my blood pressure down here for a second. Cause... Let me let me just let me talk. Take it for a second. Another very mediocre division that the central of each of each team, the AL Central and the NL Central, very mediocre. The the Twins who are leading the division just. Barely by one game, staying over five hundred. Everybody else is under five hundred. That's just not good. A lot of these, there's a lot of mediocre teams and a lot of medi- mediocre divisions. Wild card spots. The leaders are. <laughs> I don't even know how to do this. Hold on. The three wild card spots are go to the Diamondbacks. Surprising. Miami. Surprising. And also, the San Francisco Giants. They were not. Other than after their like highest wins for the uh, for the lead, they have not been great. Just barely over five hundred. Also twenty seven and twenty six. I honestly think there are many more teams that deserve the wild card spot than them. All right, I'm gonna hop back in here for uh, my second favorite team, the Padres. Um, they their owner has done everything right. I'm just saying it right now. He's been willing to spend money. He's been, and he's gotten all these great players. These players aren't performing to the level that we know that they can be at. And honestly, I don't know if they're having problems with the new rules. I don't know if they're just not feeling well in San Diego. Or maybe it's a team chemistry issue. But currently, the Padres are under 500, which... Considering their lineup, that shouldn't be where they are. But the the owner has done everything right, and I I just think these players they need to figure out what works for them and start performing to the level that we all know that they could be at. Uh huh. Also, another thing to my Nationals, Ted Lerner's passing over the offseason very sad as he did bring baseball back to the nation's capital. But I think one of the things that is keeping them from selling is their TV deal. They are in a massive struggle with Masson. I think they would say sell the team to Ted Leo. I don't know how to pronounce his name. Lino, Linosis? Ma- massive, with <laughs> mad, mad with Masson. Massive with Masson. 
Massive, that should be a topic. Ma- massive with massive. <laughs> yeah, but uh, Ted Linosis, who owns the Wizards and the Capitals, he would buy the team, but the Masson deal is very hard as he is the... I don't It's just, like, hard. They can't sell the team because nobody wants to deal with the Masson stuff. So I feel like that's kind of hard. That just makes it way harder to sell. And it's just going to make them struggle. The Orioles are also in that. I don't really, the Orioles are doing completely and utterly fine. Yeah, they're over five hundred. They're, they're the Orioles are awesome right now. Yeah. I in I oh, wait, say I that because they're currently the one. Oh, forget you forgot about this. The what? Yes, the wild card for the American League. Orioles on top with the American League only, only because the Rays are thir- thirty nine and sixteen. Orioles are thirty four and nineteen. The spots that go to Baltimore, Houston, and New York. Baltimore would play Texas in this instance. Wait, what the heck? Hold on. This is so messed up. How is Texas... How are the Texas Rangers leading the AL West? They have... Bro, they have Corey Seager, Marcus yeah. Semien, Marcus yeah. Stroman. They have... They, a- they don't have Marcus Stroman. He's on the dodge. He's still on the Cubs. I got... Wait. You know, you're talking... You're thinking about, like, Nathan Evaldi. Oh, yeah. Well, Nathan, but, no, like, Nathan Evaldi and get, Jacob get, have both been good. I'm getting all the teams that were blue mixed up. I yeah, mean, but, like, so the many. Astros, they're not, they're doing well, but the Rangers have, their ownership is like, here, take the money. We want you to win. They are giving them all the money. Corey Seager and Marcus Simeon last year. Um, uh, Jacob DeGrom and Nathan Evaldi to big contracts this year. I think they're, the Texas Rangers are doing everything right and it is showing. Yeah, um, and about the Orioles, I'm just happy because they're one of my top four favorite teams who are actually, at the moment, doing well. Like, because cause we talk about the Pirates, who have been doing... Mediocre. No, they've just been doing bad. They've won... Mediocre overall, bad recently. Recent, yeah, recently they've just lost most of their games and they went they've have it's it's a shocker that they in the past few series series haven't gotten swept but they've it's in like three game series they have been winning one and then losing two it's in over and over okay over and over and over again um like we just uh yesterday we uh Dropped the series to the Mariners, even though we won the first game. Like that shouldn't be happening. Mm-hmm. We, Mariners not doing well. They're only they're just above five hundred as they should be having. They should be having a better season with firepower as Julio Rodriguez and Ty France. True. Both of them all stars last year, and they're they are hosting the All Star Game this year. Yep, that should be fun. All right. Um, I think we should probably get out of that topic. Yeah. Um, and then let's move on to elsewhere in sports. The NBA playoffs. First topic here. I think game seven tonight. Heat Celtics. Very. It's. I can't. I having so much trouble picking one. I want honestly. I don't. I like Jimmy Butler. I've always been a fan of Jimmy Buckets. I just want. I want him to get that ring he deserves. Yeah, I, I, I feel like the Celtics are gonna win, and I think that they are. But the problem is for me, I just the, don't see the how the Heat are going to win three games and then just drop four immediately. Like yeah. uh, that just doesn't make sense to me. No. It, which, hence why, if the Celtics do win tonight, that will be the first time in NBA history. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, like Jimmy Butler. Does deserve that ring, Kyle Lowry, all Kyle Lowry, all those guys deserve it, and they they just like 
I don't know about it. Like, Jimmy Butler playoff has been like not there. And, and it's and it's crazy because when the Heat went up three zero, all those wins were in dominant fashion. Exactly. Like they they were pretty much complete blowouts. Yeah. And and then the, and then the Celtics come in and win three straight blowouts th- like up. that. That's just not. That doesn't seem like. It should be happening, and it shouldn't. No, it should be, not. And that's because it shouldn't. You have um, to finish what you started. And then, but let's... I'm just going to take a, take a second. Props to the Nuggets, though. On the other side of the wheel, LeBron James. LeBron not James. Go, LeBron James. Ugh, just destroys the Warriors. And then is just absolutely stumbled by the overpowering Nicole Jokic and... The Denver Nuggets. Yeah, it's they just, are... it's stupid. Like, they crapped on the Warriors and Steph Curry, who was coming off of a, uh, 50, a 50, who was coming off of, going into that series, he was coming off of a 50 game, game seven. That is really, really, really good, obviously. And then they, the Lakers come in and they crap on the Warriors. And then, but then they only to uh, come into the next series and get swept by the Nuggets. Yeah, like that's didn't they win? I thought they won one game. No, they got swept. Oh, they did. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. it's. They, I saw somewhere that they won one. Yeah. And like that's just kind of sad. I mean, like they, like, you, they, you have all the firepower of LeBron James, Anthony Davis. Those two should combine you for sixty and points every day. Heck, even Roy Hachimura performed and in Dennis some Schroeder. games. Exactly, and Austin Reeves performed over the playoffs. Austin Reeves, the white LeBron James, right now, just like getting those buckets. Ah, oh, ah, did you uh, pass see the torch? Did you see those uh twit those uh tweets that of that like uh oh I guess for the face like, uh, of that face during his pre- press conference uh after they <laughs> lost their second game like those tweets were brutal because he looked like a guy straight out of a uh, <laughs> rock band <laughs> and so and so one of the tweets was. Introducing Blink One Eighty Down O Two, which was just brutal. I mean, like uh, LeBron James does have to pass the torch to somebody yeah. when he does move to the team that Bronny is being going to be drafted by. Yeah, as he's projected top ten. I've ever, LeBron was kind of cryptic with a um. Oh, well, yeah, no, well, well, he he's gonna have to, he's think I'm gonna have to think about some things over the future yeah. um and so we brought up the discussion maybe he's, he's retiring no he's not no, he's, he's not he's, he's not, not going he he has said multiple times he wants to play on the same team or with his or son. or against no he said same team yeah he said but same team. well mo, mo, his contract ends the year Bronny is drafted true. wherever the thing is I would honestly I don't care if I had the three pick I don't care if Bronny's the best player available, I would pick him for three reasons. A, he is very good. He will, he's very good. B, he will bring, he will put butts in those seats. And C, you will get LeBron James. LeBron James wants to play with his son. Yeah, and so here's the thing with uh, Bronny. Every, every, he's he's not just there because of his family name. No. He's not. He's he, really, he's, he's actually being, really good. He's being compared as a, as an interior defender to Marcus Smart, who is one of the best Defenders, he can shoot threes, he can do it, and he just did commit to US, USC for his one-and-done year. They are stacked right now with the Trojans. Mm-hmm. I would like to see what they do in the March Madness next year. But yeah, it's however it plays out, the NBA playoff uh, finals going to be awesome. 
Um, and then the NHL playoffs. And, the uh, uh, I, I I don't pay attention to that offense. Yeah, well, so this yeah. is where I take over. Yeah. But um, it's the Knights versus Stars tonight. Um, it's a wait. What happened? Um, uh, the so yeah, the Knights versus Stars. Uh, tonight it's Vegas is up three two. They have a chance to close out the uh Stars and uh. They have a chance to close out the Stars and Jason Robertson, who has had a great season so far. But still, the Knights, it, it's looking really good for them. Um, and also, it's the Florida Panthers swept the Hurricanes. Sweep, get the broom. Just, it's, honestly, there's not much to say except for the Panthers are just dominant. There's really nothing else to say about it. They're dominant and they at the in that series they really couldn't do any wrong because they they swept them and vegas it is looking very very likely uh that it will be vegas panthers which is going to be a great series anyway so yeah that um any further comments we have uh Bryce harper on, um, off that injury i feel like i as an ass fan as a fan of a team that's in the NL East. I, when I heard, oh, he's coming back like after All-Star break, I was like, oh, thank God. We cannot be slaughtered by the Phillies every time. Then he just comes up like two months after the season starts. I'm like, oh, crap. And uh, quick quick, qu- quick com- comment. Um, Liam Hendricks. Coming back from cancer. That amazing story. That's just, like, just awesome. I feel like that is a very heartfelt story. One of the best cl- closers in baseball when healthy. Yeah, he was and talking about being traded over the offseason. And then he's like, hey, I got cancer. All of those trade offers went away because it was very unsure if he would be able to come back so quickly. Yeah, but he battles through and and just props, 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 props to Liam Hendricks. What a great story. One of the best closers in baseball when healthy. It's just he deserves any greatness that ever comes his way. Speaking of closers, I feel like it's been a very exciting closing game. Kenley Jensen, 400th save recently. Edwin Diaz sitting in his house with a... I don't even know what he has, like a fractured like ankle or something. His brother doing really well for the Reds. And Emilio Classe is still throwing heat. And then, uh, who was it that threw 104? I forget. Me too. I think it was Duran from the yeah. Twins. And then Duran from the Twins threw 104. I believe that's who it was. I mean, like, it's just a very exciting closer game for the relieving in general. And I think it's just going to get better as we get closer to All-Star break. Um, but yeah, speaking of closers, this has been a great show, and, uh, I would like to close this out with, um, this has been, I'm hoping this is a, going to be a very successful, uh, podcast overall, because this has been really fun, and I really enjoyed this first episode. Alright, tune in next time. Bye. Bye. Okay, stop.